It's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's The Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to The Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, The Melting Pack, here on the Next Level Network. Today... Well, all right, I'll level with you. This is take two. I did uh, part of this and then realized a lot of the stuff I talked about, I didn't need to be in the show. So um, let's see what we have today. I'll talk about NASCAR. I know I'm surprised too, but they've been in the news the last couple of days. So we'll talk about that. Our question, which fictional president is your favorite? And uh, I will tell you about a Degrassi game that we played over the weekend. It was just so much fun. And I will wrap with a little bit of wrestling, only to play one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever heard. <laughs> Just uh, you'll hear it at the end. All right, and that's uh, that's it. There was some other stuff, but I figured let's keep this one short. I don't have a song today, um, but let's keep this one light. Let's just roll with it and do the thing. So as I talk to you today on Thursday, it is my 32nd birthday, and I just the reason I do this, I try to do this every year record a show and, sorry, record a show on my birthday because I love doing this, as you know. I mean, I've done this. This is episode 248, and then, you know, the live shows, you know all that. Um, There's not much I'd rather be doing than doing this show. So I thank you for coming out today, for coming out like you had to do something, for downloading, streaming, for letting me into your headspace for the next however long uh, we're together. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the love. Um, Also, thanks for all uh, all the feedback from last week, the interview, with Double Identity, our dear friends, that was so much fun. Despite all the hiccups we had, we made it through, and uh, and it was fantastic. Yeah, I got hung up on twice, and then they couldn't send their audio, and it was just the whole thing, and we finally got it, and I think it turned out really well. I had a lot of fun with it, so uh, yeah, four years from now, they'll be back on the show when they get back together, so there you go. Um, oh, speaking of today, well, not speaking of, but speaking of birthdays, I guess, uh, today, if you listen when this show drops, when it airs, uh, is the birthday of good friend of mine, good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Kelber. Happy birthday to you, sir. Yeah, he gets the fanfare. I don't. I need to have him back on soon, by the way. Oh, man. We'll see. We'll see. Schedules are wacky. That's why I do this by myself. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Where are we going to start today? We're going to start with NASCAR today. Because, well, I don't know, today was a weird day with working and stuff, and I figured let's just, uh, that has nothing to do with anything, I'm just letting you know I had a weird day, so if I'm a little scatterbrained, there it is. All right, so 
NASCAR the other day. Let's see. Bubba Wallace is the driver's name. I believe he's their only full-time black driver, and he came out with a car, a Black Lives Matter car, and of course, a bunch of racists came out and were very upset, and I'm not watching NASCAR anymore. Stay out of politics. That's what people always say, right? When they're mad, when when their politics are, uh, are disagreed with by someone, they say, stick to whatever, you know, shut up and dribble and all this other stuff, right? So people are mad about that, obviously. And uh, NASCAR took it a step further by releasing a statement on, uh, was it Tuesday? Let's see. The presence of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans, our competitors, and our industry. Bringing people together around a love for racing and the community that it creates is what makes our fans and sports special. The display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties so you know that a lot of people were upset about this you know how dare you attack our heritage and our roots you know when the confederate flag comes up right people get mad it's oh it's history and and it's our roots and yeah okay here's some history the confederacy seceded from the united states from the union because they wanted to own people and the north did not so when you see a monument that says these soldiers died defending states rights that means they were on the Confederate side. They wanted to uphold slavery as a state right, and that's why the Civil War happened. There you go. There's your Civil War primer in 30 seconds or so. In case you don't get it, that's what it was about. So, the Confederate flag is super racist and gross. There you go. Anti-American. I saw the other day, somebody said, uh, <laughs> Confederate soldiers are American soldiers and should be treated with the same respect and uh, to you, sir or madam, or uh, if you're a robot, uh, they are exactly the opposite of an American soldier and should be shamed and, uh, and dumped on whenever possible. So there you go. You're, you're siding with the, with the traitors and the losers if you're a Confederate flag waver. And I, for one, am, uh, am good with this. You know, again, never thought I'd talk about NASCAR on the show, but I'm happy with this. I like this. They're saying, hey, get this racist piece of out of here. And uh, it turns out, one of their drivers, and I didn't know who these people are, and to be honest with you, don't know anything about NASCAR, um, but a driver is leaving the uh, the company, the organization over this. Uh, apparently some part-time nobody, so I guess they're not going to miss him. Um, he doesn't believe in kneeling for the anthem, naturally. I bet he kneels for Jesus on Sunday, though. Uh, he doesn't think the Confederate flag is racist, well, because he's an idiot, and he has since deleted the post on Facebook. So he came out and made a whole big thing. And I'm not going to tell you his name because he doesn't deserve that because he's a piece of garbage. Uh, but I did learn today that he finishes his career with zero wins. So you're just losing all around. I mean, he's like, oh, I'm not I'm not going to be with NASCAR anymore because they're stepping on the rights of people to fly their flags. Brr. I bet you this guy would have a huge problem, huge problem with somebody waving a gay pride flag at NASCAR. I guarantee you with this little tirade, this little, uh, you know, whatever tantrum uh he would not be okay with a gay pride flag i guarantee it um so there you go nascar winning do i have to watch nascar now is that how this works like this is such a big step for them um i mean it seems weird like you they should have done this all along but you know i don't know i feel like race fans who enjoy the racing are gonna be like yeah okay no problem and the people who are and want an excuse to uh, or want to feel safe how about that safe space to wave your confederate flag is gone now and people are upset and they call the other side the snowflakes i don't know it's weird but 
If you're into NASCAR and you wave a Confederate flag, uh, you can't do that at NASCAR anymore. So there you go. That's, yeah, I really talked about NASCAR. So <laughs> there it is. All righty. Uh, yeah, we're zooming right along here because I am hungry. Our question for this week, and I am surprised that I've never asked this before because I've asked about the president, about, you know, if you could ask him one question or would you visit the White House no matter who the president is or if you became president, um, what's the first state secret you want to know? And I've done favorite TV mom, TV dad, but I've never done this. Which fictional president is your favorite and why? And uh, some people did just list a president, and I'm not going to read them because I want to know why, and I'm not doing any research. So there you go. Our buddy Keith Barrowman says, President Dwayne... Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. I know I mispronounced some things, but you know I can't read. From Idiocracy, he says, because I adore Terry Crews, because he's funny as hell, accurate, and because he's retroactively a disturbing comment on the current state of affairs. That, oh my God, that's so true, and Idiocracy is such a good movie. If you've not seen it ever or in a while, uh, I recommend you go watch The Thing, because it's very good, and Terry Crews is fantastic. Omar says, Dennis Haysbert. Oh, my man, David Palmer. He sounds so presidential. I wonder if he's on any of those apps where they read stories. You know what? That would be good. I would I would not be surprised if he found his way there. You know, I would like him to read me a story. I would listen to that for sure. You know, would he do it as President David Palmer or Pedro Serrano? You never know. Or whatever his character's name was in the unit. I don't know. But that's a good one. As you know, 24 is my favorite show, so uh, he gets a nod from me as well. Vanessa says Bill Pullman, or uh, what's the, I never remember his name in the movie. Thomas Whitmore, Independence Day, uh, has to be my favorite because he gives that badass speech. There you go. The picture I used, by the way, was Bill Pullman, and it was supposed to be, uh, well, it was going to be David Palmer, but I had used a uh, presidential-looking photo for a previous post, so I didn't think it'd be fair to double dip. So that's where that comes in, if anybody cares. Um, <laughs> Zach, our buddy, from the TFD Nerdcast says, President Laura Roslin from Battlestar Galactica. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Sorry, can't help myself. She was super low on the totem pole and wound up president because everyone else was dead. Well, there you go. Uh, she was a designated survivor of this universe. Oh, man, good stuff. She had to learn on the go while being hunted by Cylons. All right, confession time. I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. No idea what you're talking about, but I appreciate the explanation so I didn't have to learn anything. There you, there you go. Clockshot says Michael Douglas as Andrew Shepard in The American President. Good movie. Michael Douglas, fantastic actor. He says, uh, let's see, Clockshot says, widowed father trying to run the country and finding love again. And the cast was top-notch too. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, oh I missed one. Chad, the other half of the TFT Nerdcast, says uh, he agrees with the Bill Pullman pick that other people have thrown out there but kevin klein deserves to mention for his role in dave and uh yeah dave's the one where they um it was a body double for the president right that was the one yeah yeah um so thank you chad almost forgot didn't want to miss you there you go um yeah two of mine are well were mentioned thomas whitmore independence day and david palmer 24 uh the one of mine that did not get mentioned was tom kirkman designated survivor he's well similar to uh President Laura Roslin, Battlestar Galactica. He was the, you know, the last one standing. Everybody else was dead, and he became the man. He was the director of HUD, and then he became president. So it was all, hey, how's he going to do this? And then he actually does pretty well. And then all of a sudden, you know, oh my God, is he actually going to become a real politician? So 
Uh, very good show. If you've not seen it, it's your fault it got canceled. I'm joking. Um, it's on Netflix, so go check it out. I recommend it. All right? I love it. It's fantastic. So go watch Designated Survivor, I guess. That's that's my advice. I don't know. Um, thank you, everybody. Again, uh, there were some other picks, but I wanted I really wanted to hear from you why so I could get excited with you. And, uh, and there you go. Also, that's less reading for me that you have to hear from me and for me. So... There you go. All right. Um, am I going to do the TV thing? You know what? Let me do this first, and then I may slip in another TV thing before we go. All right. So over the weekend, we played a Degrassi game. Uh, of course, Jill and I have been watching Degrassi on Tubi TV. It's fantastic. Catch up with us if you'd like. We're way far ahead if you haven't started yet. But anyway, um, Jill made a remark a week or two ago and said, hey, a lot of these people are you know, pregnant. Everybody's pregnant or on drugs or you know, gay or whatever. So she's like, let's play a game on video chat, pregnant, gay, on drugs, or none of the above. So the idea was we picked a, a number of characters, 35 to be exact, and we wrote them all down like, hey, this person's gay and on drugs, and this person's pregnant and on drugs, or this person's a square, none of the above. So we got a few people together on uh, on the old Skype there, and we had prizes. Jill bought a button and some stickers. Uh, so very excited. I'm really just happy it really worked. You know, I was worried about that because technology is kind of tough. So, yeah, I was a little little worried, but it worked out. Congratulations to Michelle, our winner. Um, she did her homework. She studied up. She did the thing, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I would love to do more Degrassi games. That's what I would love to do because it would be great just to – I don't know. I love Degrassi, and I love playing games. And, yeah, I do want to do a worst Degrassi character um, – I don't know if I want to make that a like just a video chat fun thing or if I want to make that a podcast. But uh, you know what? You let me know. Everywhere at the Meltic Pat, if you would like me to do the worst Degrassi character as like a, I don't know. Do I give a prize for the best answer? Is that what I should do, or just make it an episode of the show? Let me know because um, there. Well, I've been making keeping a list as we're going along. And there are a lot, but you know, somebody could probably probably trim the fat right and then go from there. I don't know. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for uh, for playing. I'm glad it worked as well as it did. I can't say that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so you didn't hear that, but there it is. Okay. Uh, where are we? We are. This is going to be the shortest episode of this show ever. Um, you know what? Let's do the other TV thing. How about that? Let's do that, and then we'll see where we are. Okay. So HBO Max, the new streaming service, it's available now, right? Is it available already? Yes, it is. Um, Looney Tunes is on there, and the producers of this new show, this Looney Tunes show for HBO Max, have come out and said they're not doing guns, ever. No guns on the show, none at all. Which, given the current climate of things and how things are going and or have gone and, you know, how people are stupid and wacky and all this, right? I get it. It makes sense. Am I a little bummed out that Elmer Fudd will not be carrying his trusty gun? A little bit. Sure, but, you know, I don't have HBO Max, and I don't plan to get it, so this doesn't really affect me at all. But I get it. It makes sense, and uh, I read some comments on this because I figured I was going to bring it up on the show, and, oh, boy, these people are uh, are not happy. You would think that, uh, you know, those producers went over and left Upper Deckers for them. You know, people are freaking out uh, because they're replacing Elmer Fudd's gun with a scythe. Now, I don't love this. I'll be honest with you. You know, Elmer Fudd hunting wabbits with a scythe doesn't have the same, I don't know, 
obviously not the same look, not the same feel, but it doesn't have the same, I don't know what it is, but I feel like they could have gone with a bow and arrow as a hunter. That would have worked out pretty well. You can get some good gags with a scythe. No doubt about that. I have no no question that won't happen. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I have to figure that in that pitch meeting, they said, hey, we're not going to do guns. What other weapon can Elmer Fudd carry to hunt wabbits and do all this stuff while keeping it, I, I don't want to say true to the character because the character we know is, you know, a gun-wielding guy, right? But I have to imagine somebody brought up bow and arrow and maybe a suit came down and said, no, we can't do that either. That's too similar or, or you know, no, we want to go in a different direction altogether kind of. And I don't know, I have to imagine that that someone brought it up in the meeting and that it wasn't just forgotten about that it was mentioned and then they had a discussion and they landed on scythe for some reason i don't know i don't love it but i get it and you can get some good gags out of a scythe i'm sure so there you go so people are mad about uh, the confederate flag people are mad about elmer fudd not carrying a gun anymore and oh people are mad at tom morello because they just learned recently that rage against the machine is uh, quite political in nature. I don't know what machine they thought they were raging against, but somebody came at Tomarello and said, oh, another successful musician instantly becomes a political expert, and he fired back. Well, you don't have to be an honors grad in political science from Harvard to know that this administration is uh, straight garbage, but I just happen to be an honors grad from Harvard in political science, so I can confirm that for you. This administration is a garbage fire. And um, yeah, he retweeted that uh, Instagram thing on tw- on uh, Twitter and said, like, shooting fish in a barrel. So, I mean, it's amazing how dumb people are. And again, I don't know what machine they thought was being raged against. But um, yeah, go listen to Killing in the Name and tell me what you think it's about. You know what? Listen to it like four or five times. Tell me what you think it's about. Come back and talk about it, and if you can't figure it out, then I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. What machine did you think it was? I don't I don't know. Uh, fun fact, by the way, before we do the last thing here. I was at my buddy Jack's house, and we were playing, well, he was playing Guitar Hero 2, whatever year this was, I have no idea, and he was playing Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine, and I was like, oh man, it's such a good song. And so I picked up his guitar... And I was like, oh, I could probably do that, right? I'm work trying to work it out. So I picked up his guitar, and, and I learned the song so I could play it along with him while he was doing the thing, and I was playing the actual song, you know. You know, you know how it goes. Um, so I learned... That's probably the quickest I've ever learned a song, by the way. Like, I learned that song. I mean, maybe there was a little pressure because my buddies were there, and I had to, you know, I don't know, show off, I guess? Not really, but I was like, oh, oh that's cool. I got to do this so I can you know, play it while they're still playing the game, I guess. Maybe that was it. And I learned that song in like 20 minutes. Not the solo, didn't get that down, but yeah, I learned that song in about 20 minutes and I was very happy with myself. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, uh, people are dumb and I don't know what the fix is. So there it is. There's that. All right, so I might have a song for you today. I did not pick one out, but uh, my buddy Brian, our good friend Brian Kelber, who's celebrating his birthday today, I asked on Twitter, I was like, hey, whose music should I play? I'm recording on my birthday, and he said, yours, play your music. And I was like, well, I already did that, episode 39, if you want to go check it out. And that was the only 
demo that I was ready to play for people, like on the show. I don't have one ready to go. So if I'm able to record one between now and Saturday, I'm going to put that right here. And I'm going to say thank you, me, for me, and go from there. If not, then you won't hear anything. All right? I'm going to try my best tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But uh, I don't know. We shall see. All right. So the last thing I want to do today... Yeah, we're going to come in under 25 probably for this one because, well, it's my birthday and I want to do a lot of work. So <laughs> so there you go. Plus, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was going to take a while and I was going to get too serious. And last week was a little serious at the beginning, so I didn't want to dive into that again. So I'm going in the opposite direction and talking about wrestling instead. Sorry, Mom. I'll keep it brief. So this Sunday, 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 Sunday is WWE Backlash. And the, I'm not caught up on the wrestling, so I'm not going to do a full preview. The only reason I bring this up is because I have a clip to play for you. So a few weeks ago on Raw, they ended a show with a challenge from Randy Orton to Edge to a wrestling match because they had a last man standing match at WrestleMania. And Orton was like, hey, man, the, the better man won, but the better wrestler didn't. And so they want a straight up wrestling match. All right. I'm interested to see where they can go with it. And so far from what I've seen... I'm intrigued. It should be pretty good. So he made the challenge, and then Edge is sitting there. He's quiet. He's contemplating. And the uh, the in-ring interviewer, who is very good, I must say, Charlie Caruso, she... I can't believe somebody got paid for this. Multiple people got paid for this, probably. So she looked at the camera and said this. Well, gentlemen, if this does happen, it may just be the greatest wrestling match ever. And I burst out laughing. It's supposed to be like a tense moment. Like the, the challenge is laid down and the other guy's just like, oh, what am I going to do? I don't know. And the show went off the air after that. She said the greatest wrestling match ever. And that was the end of the show. And I just started cracking up here at my desk because I was watching, I was doing other things. And I'm like, somebody, okay. They had a meeting a writer's meeting, and they said, all right, how are we going to sell this match? And somebody said, hey, let's make it the greatest wrestling match ever. Oh, you think so? And, and Vince said, oh, well, pal, I, oh, I think they're going to love it. And so somebody made the call to have Charlie Caruso, the interviewer, go out there in the ring and like, all right, Charlie, he's going to contemplate. He's going to not know what to do. And you're going to say this. You're going to look right in the camera and say this. And I'm sure she's like, what the f are you talking about? What am I going to do? I don't know. Or maybe she's into it. I don't know. I've never met her. I've never talked to her. No idea. I'm just, I'm spitballing here hypothetically, right? And she said that and said, like, she delivered it so flat, so, sh not flat, so straight, deadpan. It was one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever heard on wrestling in my life. I, <laughs> like, okay, the whole thing, wrestling is like, yeah, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, right? You gotta, you gotta buy into it, right? And, I do that, obviously. And it was just, who made the call? Who came up with the idea, first of all? And then, the, you know, they probably batted around the table, like, oh, let's try this and this. All right, sounds good. How do we do it? And then somebody settled on that. The clip I just played for you really aired on their primetime show. And somebody settled on that thing. And then, you know, Friday came and they got paid because they settled on that. Now, I'm not saying the show's not going to be good. I'm sure it is. Again, I'm not caught up. I don't know the full card yet. But I just thought it was the funniest thing 
that they just deadpanned it. She, they had her deadpan it, and they're really selling it as this is going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. It's going to be good, I'm sure of it. But the way they're leaning into it, I got to tell you, I love it. It's so funny, and I can't wait. And next week, I'll tell you all about it, maybe. Uh, but for now, that's all I got. See that? We're under 25, unless I put a song in here. In which case, thank you to whoever sent me their song. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, see, I know I could get through that and not a lot of time. Yeah, the other thing was going to be too serious, and I didn't want to do it. All right? All right. Oh, boy, we did it. We did it. I'm ever at the Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. 209-867-7638. Leave a voicemail. Send a text. Do the thing over there. TheNextLevelNetwork.com for all of our wonderful shows. The Spotlight, TFT Nerdcast, Panels of Pixels, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. You know the drill. They're all up there. Facebook.com slash TheNextLevelNetwork. Might be The Next Level Podcast Network. I don't know. Oh, forgot to mention... um, the two fat dudes, tfdnerdcast.com. That's their new website. They have merchandise. They have, uh, they've been doing some writing. I don't know why I couldn't remember that uh, web address last week. Sorry, dudes. Um, yeah, tfdnerdcast.com. That is uh, brand new. Go check it out. Do the thing. And uh, there you go. Is that all I got to tell you? I hope so. I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat some stuff and do the thing. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Next week, I have no idea. But this has been an 8 Boiling production. G-Love and the Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. That, my friends, is our show. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. And, of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thank you so much for listening. Go, go out. I was going to end on a jesus thing but that didn't seem right so just go have fun be safe don't uh, don't mingle too much i know states are opening just don't be an idiot about it all right hope i can get a haircut soon i'm not gonna go protest over it though all right whatever uh thanks for coming i'll talk to you next week oh jesus <laughs> you've been inside the melting pat on the next level network go crap open a cold one yo I get a cold beverage, I need some leverage A sweaty ass has a lemonade will be nice Of a bite from the top to a big cake Got a back row of drinks, but cross Got the bait on the front porch, yeah, I got some ice tea If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bucks Glass some ice and a dash of a mess, martini time Yeah, yeah, feeling cold, and bring your own beverage It's me, so it's cold, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, space so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Something from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, uh, cause I'm feeling kind of bored. Stick it in the fridge, 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 stick it in the fridge. And the friend. Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go 
girl work to call one Yo, where I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear The bait's over there, the brew's right here Two six packs and a big bag of ice And you look at the bite, but the brew tastes nice Back to the ball, so every deck of reason I collide Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up But I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Kinda thirsty. Yeah. I like cool beverage. Yeah. I like cool beverage. Yeah.